for the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, big guy. <laughs> Why are you so good at that? <laughs> we have to start. We had to start it off weird. Yeah. So. I can't wait to tell you, like, call your kid that. Oh, I guess it's a girl. It's a girl. Can't. I'm not going to call it big guy. <laughs> I'm not going to even call it big. Freak out. My gosh. Call me big. Fucking dad. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be crazy. It's All right, gonna so be the craziest. Yeah. Um, ten minute tip on how to stay fit while you're traveling, how to stay on track while you're traveling. So a little bit of everything. Um, I'm gonna go with the first one. I think this is just most important because no matter what you're trying to do, you need to schedule the time to get it done, right? So if you're traveling, look at your schedule, figure out what you need to do. If you're going with a spouse, if you're going with family, if you're going with your kids, whatever it is. Figure out what time of day you actually have time to do so. Even if it's only 20 minutes and you got to wake up a little bit early and do it in your hotel room, it doesn't matter. I've done a leg matrix and like an EDT with like push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that in my hotel room with absolutely zero equipment. I got a great workout in 20 minutes and I was done, right? So I think the number one thing um, is scheduling training while you're gone. And that kind of goes for cardio as well. Like just being on your feet more, right? So schedule it in, plan it in. Um, without doing that, you don't need to worry about anything else yet. Yeah. I think when we were in Vegas uh, last time, I did like a 15-minute uh, like mobility. I would just kept on moving from you know from top to bottom. I started uh, started on my feet, went to the ground, but like I, I just kept on I just kept on moving, working on um, some mobility drills. Right. So um, I think doing just that, and I was like, you know, I was sweating afterwards, but I think that when you're in a place like Vegas, I kind—I think it kind of depends on on where you're at because even if you're walking, right? Like we, how how long did we walk? Or you know, Dude, what I mean? we or when like we were in Santa Monica, we walked like we averaged like twenty eight thousand yeah, steps a day. Actually, yeah. in Santa Monica was like thirty. Yeah, 000. it was like thirty thousand steps a day. So um, even just doing something like that to where you're active, you're moving around. If you know that you're gonna be uh, you know, conferences, conferences and shit like that. Like the first thing when you get up, just like you said, do something in your in your hotel room. It could be right. push ups, squats, lunges, um, anything like that. Uh, just to keep moving and go for like twenty minutes, and then yeah. you know you're good. So number one is scheduling that in, obviously. Yeah. Um, number two, I would say is neat. Kind of going off of what you were just saying, walking right. So just plan on stepping more, right? So park further away, um, walk instead of taking the bus, take the stairs instead of the elevator, whatever it is, stand while you're doing your work. Anything you can do to walk more is going to help because I think people underestimate how much calories you actually burn just moving more. Like I'll get people that are like, oh, I went on a trip to like I had a one client that went overseas for something and she was didn't really train at all and she didn't eat like horribly, but she didn't very well, but she was moving and doing so many different activities and tourist stuff all day. She was like, I came back lighter. And I was like, because you were moving yeah. so much. Right. So she wasn't tracking her steps, but I guarantee if she was, they'd be through. The I think, roof. It, I think when people go to Europe, like, I, yeah, it's people always tend to come back like down like a couple of pounds because their portions are a lot smaller, yeah. healthier well, ingredients. Yeah. I was going to say like, the ingredients, you're the forced to there, walk. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is whole, like, locally grown and, yeah. and it's not like a bunch of processed sugar and junk right yeah. like so if you, you want to lose weight take your ass to europe yeah for real <laughs> seriously but so number two neat take more steps no matter where you're going um number three i would say is located gym so this kind of comes after number one and two is just kind of like scheduling that time moving more the basic stuff but number three would be kind of like 
figure out what you can do. Cause when I work with clients, whether they're online or in person and they're going out of town, I always just have them send me the hotel link because one of two things, one, there's an LA fitness or something nearby or two, the hotel has a gym. So if you know this ahead of time, then you can actually schedule in the time and you can figure out how long you need to be there because what equipment's there and stuff like that. I think a lot of people just don't plan ahead. And then they get there and they're like, oh, well, I didn't get a program. I don't know what I'm going to do. I forgot to set my schedule up. And they're just like, kind of fuck it, right? But if you set everything up and you know what's there, that's going to be the best. And then that goes the same with uh, restaurants, right? Yeah, I was just going to say that, that kind of the gateway into nutrition. Look at what restaurants are in the area, what they serve, and obviously kind of stick to the basics. Screens with right. each meal, whether you got to take, uh, if you have like an amazing grass or um, a, a green supplement that you can take on the go. I know that you do that a lot, yep. which I thought was extremely weird at first, but I mean, you yeah, know, you got, yeah, you got to get it in. that's the thing too, is like when I, when I travel a lot and this, I, I think this could be the next point is like, uh, planning your diet. So even for the people that are pretty like intuitive eaters, like Theo is where you just kind of eat as you go, you eat till you're full, you eat whole foods and stuff like that. Try to think about how you're going to eat throughout the day and what you're going to eat. So for when I go, I usually wake up and I bring like a protein shake and some greens, like Theo just said. That way, my number one meal is already low calorie. It's protein. It's greens. I know I'm not going to go down in the hotel, like breakfast station and find a bunch of veggies, right? It's going to be some shitty waffles, Bisquick pancakes, (laughs) oily ass eggs that are disgusting. So I just plan on doing that. So you almost kind of go with like a modified intermittent fast where you eat really light throughout the day, focusing on proteins and green stuff. Even if I work out, I won't really put too many carbs around it because I know, and this is how most people are, when you go out at night, you're probably going to drink and you're probably going to eat out with people. Now, whether you choose good foods, even if you go get like a steak and a baked potato with a side of veggies, most people cook it in butter. Yeah. It's going to be dumped in a ton of extra calories. And and the thing is, is like you're, you're gone away from home. Enjoy it. Yeah. Right. So you might as well eat light, eat protein, eat veggies throughout the day and just plan on saving those calories for night. So that would be my fourth one is just figuring out how you can plan your day. You don't have to meal prep when you're on the road, but a form of meal prepping is writing down what meal one looks like. What does meal two look like? And I think that's where people and this bugs the hell out of me. People think meal prep is so stressful because they assume like they associate it with a bunch of Tupperwares being prepped out weeks in advance. You know what I mean? And you don't have to do that. Like I meal prep every day, but I don't actually physically prep a meal. I just know what I'm going to eat. Right. So I think that would be my number four. Yeah. Kind of going back to the other one too, before we get into number five is, um, you know, part of the, the whole meal prep thing. I'll look at like, if we travel, right. Like let's take Santa Monica or, um, Las Vegas for, for example, um, you know, I'll look at what are the, what are the healthiest places to eat in, in Santa Monica right. or Las Vegas. Right. And then yeah. try to hit those spots, but pretty much everywhere is going to serve greens unless you go to and some kind of protein. Some, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's, that's the, and I actually do the same thing with little like grocery stores and mini marts and stuff, because throughout the day I'll snack on beef jerky and low calorie, easy options. And then the restaurants for the night. Plus you, then you save a little money. Um, I think number five is literally just going to be the simplest thing is just don't stress, right? I think too many people overthink it. And there is things that you can, we're obviously there's things that you can consider and, and plan out when you're going because we're breaking them down. But I think the key is, is don't go into it like stressing or thinking that all results are going to go out the door and saying, fuck it. Because once you say fuck it and you let all the wheels go, like you're going to fall apart. You're not going to stay on pl- plan and it's going to be that much harder to get back on track when you get back. Yeah. Um, and one more little thing I wanted to throw out there is, is and the reason we did this podcast is because 
uh, I did a warrior class the other day and it was probably one of the hardest metabolic conditioning sessions that I had people do for my Wednesday class in a really, really long time. And the funny thing was it was the most basic, simple movement structure that I could have programmed out, right? It was prowlers and then it was deadlift. There was a push up. There was a uh, squat in a row. There was a single leg movement, which was a, a variation of a lunge. And then there was a sit up variation. So we literally did the most basic stuff, but it killed everybody. So what I want, the reason I want to bring this up is because when you go travel, if you hit the gym or you're in your hotel or you're outside working out and you don't have a trainer who's sending you a program, think of exactly what I just broke down. Some kind of sprint variation. So there's your cardio, right? It could be high knees in place, could be burpees, could be sprints up a hill, could be stairs, could be treadmill, could be anything metabolic to get your heart rate up. Think of a hip hinge. So hip thrust, deadlift, single leg RDL. It could be any of those. Um, then think of a squat pattern. So really just any form of squat, right? Then think of a push, which I would recommend a horizontal, but a vertical push would be fine too. Think of a pole, so a row, either vertical or horizontal, and then do something for your core. If you do that, you've hit everything. You can do three to six sets of all of them, anywhere between six to 20 reps, and you will crank out a good workout. And you can just play as you go. You'll hit every movement, you'll hit every muscle, and you won't have to worry about a thing. I think that's the easiest thing to take with you. And, and also think, you know, about compliance, right? Like I think that I've, I've, I've talked with clients in the past and, and they say, well, you know, I can't do my program because there's, you know, there's no gym or I don't have access to a gym. Being compliant doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stick to the program. Like you can step away from the program as long as you're training and do like what you just talked about. You're good. Yeah. Right. Like move, stay active and make sure that you, you you know, you're not binge eating. Yeah. Yeah. That's the more more important thing. You can come back to your program when you get back. And even then, like, if you understand what these movements are that I'm talking about, you can go and then pull up your old program and be like, okay, I'm in this shitty hotel gym. I have dumbbells that only go up to 40 pounds, yet I was doing bench press five sets of five for 225. Okay, well, how about we do a 10-second negative and you do some extra reps and sets with the small right. dumbbells and a neutral grip. You're still using the same movement patterns. You're still neurologically doing a similar thing, and it's going to improve and help you work on that program, so don't overthink it. Boom. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.